0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am back. <laughs> after uh, after a brief absence, I am back. And there is a ton to talk about. On today's show, Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, and now Montrez Harrell have all shown kind of sort of what was wrong with the Lakers inherently this year as a culture. Uh, and the Lakers have begun working out draft prospects. So we're going to take a quick look at those guys. Uh, if you want a deeper look at, at the Lakers draft prospects and their options with the number 22 pick, I would advise you to check out the Anthony Irwin show in which I talk to Ricky O'Donnell about the guys that the Lakers are already looking at, should be looking at, and could be looking at, or whether they should trade the pick in the first place. Uh, all of that over the course of the day and uh, and some really fun stuff over the course of the week. Let's get to it. It's been nice that Andre Drummond has made it so easy for me to just not have any interest in bringing him back. So far this offseason, he's uh, plugged a T-shirt, plugged an NFT, and done so by throwing Frank Vogel under the bus. He said after the fact that he did it to sell those things and to draw attention to himself. uh, That is not somebody that I'm particularly interested in bringing back. I wasn't interested in the first place, but this was just a nice reminder kind of like an ex-significant other who you see at the bar acting like a fool and you say like oh yeah that's why that's why I, I am no longer with that person and so here we are but but uh to follow that up and and that by the way came after Dennis Schroeder uh basically leaking through German basketball that He is looking for $120 million despite the the postseason that he had. And then uh, (laughs) Montrezl Harrell was like, wait, hold my beer. He basically follows both of those things up by hopping on Instagram and saying that uh, the matchups were just excuses for benching him, uh, also throwing Frank Vogel under the bus. And I just got to say, I'm cool with all three of those guys not being Lakers next year. Look, there's a trade-off sometimes when you bring in additional talent over fit. Ideally, you bring in talent, and talent is all that matters, and that talent finds a way to fit together in terms of roles, in terms of culture, in terms of chemistry, what have you. But this season, the Lakers swapped out guys who may not be as talented for more talent, like I, I, I headed into the season saying that this is the most talented roster of my lifetime, a, a talented Lakers roster of my lifetime, and I still kind of, sort of feel that way. But sometimes talent can be somewhat difficult to work with. It, it's talent gets to be difficult to work with because they are talented, and in this case, Andre Drummond was a lottery pick who was rewarded with a giant contract and was a fairly hot commodity on a buyout market. And so he was able to set the terms for his coming to the Lakers, and we saw how that turned out. Dennis Schroeder was coming off of maybe the best year of his professional career, uh, and as soon as he showed up, it was, no, 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 I'm starting. I did the whole coming off the bench thing. I am starting now. And then Montrez Harrell was... Won a six-man-of-the-year award. And to his credit, accepted the reality that he was probably not going to start at the power forward spot or even the center spot uh, alongside Anthony Davis and was cool with coming off of the bench, but did expect a certain number of minutes and, and was certainly unhappy with uh, not playing in the playoffs, which, like, he's a competitor, and of course he's not going to be happy about that. That it would now mark two straight postseasons, that he proved himself unplayable in the postseason. So all three of those guys uh, are super talented players in their own rights. Whether or not they can fit onto an NBA team in a winning situation is, I think, still very much up for question. But whether they accept the roles it would take that they would have to accept (laughs) to be in a winning situation I think they've kind of proven that at this stage of their career, that is not the case. And I would have hoped, and and we heard from Kyle Goon earlier this offseason where he said some guys or some of the people in the Lakers organization were hoping that some guys would eat some humble pie and realize they aren't as good as as maybe they thought they were. Uh, If those three are the guys that the Lakers organization was maybe hoping would— eat that humble pie, it doesn't seem like they have so far. And so uh, whatever it takes, if if Montrez Harrell opts in, I'm cool with trading him. If Montrez Harrell opts out, good luck, man. I hope you arrive on the Celtics. And then uh, Dennis Schroeder, if he uh, does get signed to an extension and he is uh, more open to some of the things that would have to happen to be more productive, cool. If not, come December, See you later, man. We'll turn you into that year's version of Kyle Lowry. And then and then for uh, Andre Drummond, you know what, man? Best of luck somewhere else in the NBA. So the Lakers have been busy doing their homework for this upcoming uh, NBA draft. They have a giant question heading into that draft. And it's whether they are going to use that number 22 pick on a player or if they are going to use that number 22 player or number 220, number 22 draft pick uh, in a bigger trade to bring in some more immediate help. Uh, so let's just, I'm, I'm here on Silver Screen and Rolls Draft Tracker here, where they are keeping track of every draft prospect the Lakers either talk to or work out. And I'm just going to read the headlines here. So uh, first, June 24th, Lakers interview Corey Kispert, Trey Murphy III, Nemus Kispert. Keta uh, to start the 2021 NBA Draft Combine. Then they interviewed Jaden Springer, uh, and then they scheduled a workout with Matthew Hurt. Um, The next news that we got was that they worked out Georgie Beschenisvili of Illinois uh, ahead of the 2021 NBA Draft. They got all of they got they got a nice group of of prospects together for the first group workout. Um, which included Jason Preston, Troy uh, Trey Murphy III, um, and then Bones Highland, as well as a couple other names. So the 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 name I think to keep the most uh, the, the closest eye on so far, if the Lakers are going to use this pick, is going to be on Trey Mur- Murphy III. Um, and so we'll we'll see how these things. This always evolves over the course of the process, and the Lakers are incredibly. secretive in terms of their decisions, not just in terms of the draft, but but just in general. Uh, They have shocked a lot of people with some of the moves that they've made over the last few years under Rob Palenka. So I don't expect this offseason to be any different. Uh, So we are going to keep that updated. If you want a deeper dive on all of the draft prospects in, in question here, again, check out the Anthony Irwin Show, which is on this very same feed, I think aired about five minutes earlier than than this episode. So you, you have two nice, quick episodes to be able to listen to. And then, like I said, check out the Lakers draft workout tracker on Silver Screen and Roll, put together by Harrison uh, Fagan and Christian Rivas. And uh, continue to check out the rest of the stuff on that website, including the Lakers season review series, which we are going to resume tomorrow when I talk uh, about... Talyn Horton Tucker's season. So it's already kicked off. Harrison and I talked about Costas Atenecumpo, Uh, and we are going to continue that with Taylor Horton Tucker which is going to be a really interesting conversation. So enjoy all of that stuff across the Silver Screen Enroll Roll web- website and the Silver Screen Enroll Roll podcast feed which you can subscribe to and rate and review everywhere that you do those things uh, to and four podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.